you you watch your grandkids. I think you mentioned it. You said how many people may have seen your children do things and you think, oh my goodness, this would be a funny book. When adults are around kids, they're almost always a is a moment when they say or do something so adorable that we casually say, oh, that would be a hilarious book. If you have personally thought something a kid said or even did would be hilarious as a book, then this episode you should probably watch and get some motivation. Today's guest is a program management specialist whose grandson, Imari, inspired her to go beyond just recalling his cuteness to actually creating a book around it. Welcome to the show, Donna Watson. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. I always feel bad for our listeners because they don't get to hear our pre-talk before the interview, but I love the fact that you have such a huge heart for your grandson and that you have such a diverse background. So one of the things that listeners won't know is that you actually have a couple degrees that are business-related. You're a program management specialist, but you have a business administration and a marketing degree. So can you tell us just a little bit about your background and how you've already been helping kids and students? Yes, I have an associate's degree in business administration, and I also have a marketing degree from University of Maryland Global Campus, which is where I currently work assisting students. And how do you work with them? Exactly what do you do? So I, I help students to get matriculated into their desired programs, like help to chart the path in which they want to take, removing any barriers that's preventing them from reaching those goals. That's no small task. No, I've, I've been there. Actually, I started first at Prince George's Community College. Um, I got my business degree from Prince George's Community College. And I started there as the assistant to the vice president, just assisting students, motivating them to to continue on to get their degree, even when they feel defeated. And from Prince George's, then I went over to University of Maryland, uh, which I've been there for about five years. But I don't know. I just always had a passion for kids, even when my youngest, he's 25 now. But even when he was all in school, I always found myself, if I had to go up there for any reason, um, I wasn't chastising him. I was chastising other people's kids because I feel it, it takes a village. And so kids always was a passion of mine. I always wanted to make sure that they were on the right path. And so if any way I can help assist a child to be on that path, then that's what I would like to do. That takes a real special talent to take, especially college students who maybe aren't motivated and really find what their why is and help them reconnect. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was really interesting to me to read your bio and see that and then turn around and have you write a children's book for your grandson. So can you tell us a little bit about like why it was that Imari was so inspirational that he actually, his person, his being actually drove you to create a children's book? At that time, Imari was my only grandchild. I have since had another one two months ago, but he was my first grandchild. You know what they say with your, your first grandchild. He just was 
my passion, my motivation, my my joy. I call him my sunshine, like S-O-N-S-H-I-N, because he brings me sunshine even on my rainy days. On my rainy days, he gives me so much joy in my life. And so I would say at the young age of maybe one month, he was doing a lot of cooing and babbling and we'll just have him on the bed and we'll be talking with him and he'd just be really acting like he's having a conversation. And the the most adorable conversations, I would say, even to this day, he has with my husband, his pop. And I always say, God, if only we knew what a child is really saying. So I'm always with my my camera phone, just recording everything. So I started out by creating his own Instagram page, which is called Conversations with Imari, because I wanted to capture everything. And then my phone started being too full. So I figured if I download it over to his own Instagram page, I can have it forever. But from the Instagram page, naming it Conversations with Imari, I thought I could put it in a book. And that's how the book was born. Such a really cool idea. And to be able to memorialize his being so young and the cuteness that you're envisioning. I love that you're transcribed that into a book too. Is So my book is me interpreting what I believe he is saying in this very light humor, funny type of way. If only really we could understand what a child is saying. They're saying something. (laughs) I said, wouldn't it be a nice idea if I interpreted what I believe he is saying? So is it a day in his life kind of story? Like a day in his life from the time he he came into this world to I capture some moments of his couple of months even when we uh, celebrated him when he turned six months, his first time going on an airplane, his first concert, his first time visiting his uncle who lives in Atlanta, Georgia, to when he turned one. It's, it's, all of that is in, in the book. And then at the very end of the book, to give readers something to look forward to, maybe a next book, it's come watch to see what I do next, something like that at their end. Yeah. Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> and I am, of course, our listeners can't see your book, but the cover has a picture of him you thought about six months old, like an actual photo. Yes, it's an actual photo. So inside the book, of, of course, it's illustrations. And just about all the illustrations are actual pictures that I've taken of Imari and his parents. And and I had my illustrator to illustrate the picture. Some of them, of course, I just thought out and I said, draw a picture of the parents being exhausted and they feeding Imari the bottle in his nose. (laughs) I don't have an actual picture of that, but that's what I described to my illustrator to, to illustrate a picture like that. But the picture on the book was Imari, um, looking like a sunflower. It's just, he just was always into everything. So it was my sun hat that he took and put his face through. And I (laughs) captured that picture. Like I said, I I was capturing everything about his first year. It's your first grandchild. Yes. I was capturing everything, (laughs) taking pictures and videos of everything. And so then since um, I'm saying that babies babble a lot on the front of the book, it's like thought bubbles. 
and each bubble is like a word. Mama, goo goo, gaga, oops, you know, more greens, not again, wipe me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really clever seeing those all those talking bubbles around. Would you mind reading us a little bit of your book? Uh, not at all. I, I think the best place to start is the first chapter, which is the grand interest when Imari was born, which was August 17th, uh, 2021. So he'll be too soon um, next month. And so it says on August 17th, 2021, I was minding my own business. I was enjoying life in my own warm and cozy swimming pool, floating with not a care in the world, sipping on fruit smoothies and eating whatever mommy had eaten that day. And out of nowhere, I felt this big push like a tornado. I wondered what was going on? Who is trying to infiltrate my living quarters? Someone was trying to evict me from my home. I put up a big fight. I wasn't going out like that. I loved my home. It was my safe place, my baby cave. I was holding on to whatever I could find. I braced my feet alongside the wall, but my head was being sucked out with every push. I tried crawling back in, but I heard this familiar voice saying to my mommy, breathe, and on three, let's push. Wait a minute. Is that you, Daddy? I turned to look at him. He was so happy to see me. I said, you and Mommy are the ones responsible for all this ruckus going on. You both could have at least given me advance notice. I said, put me back in. I'm not ready to come out yet. But once I heard my Mommy crying, I knew I had to come out and save her. I was ready to stop whoever was hurting my Mommy. So when my daddy got to three, I jumped out and said, who is messing with my mommy? There were so many people in the room, but no one wanted to own up to it because they knew I would put these paws on them. So instead, I went to mommy. I lay on her chest to comfort her. She looked at me. I looked at her. We looked at each other. And at that very moment, I knew I would love her forever. Aww. <laughs> I love he's got a little bit of an attitude. Is he like that in real life? Yeah. <laughs> kind of a put up your dukes kind of personality. Yes, uh-huh. Now, if he's two, I'm assuming he's heard this story at least a few times. Yes, I actually, when the book first arrived, I sat here and, and read it to him. Mm-hmm. And does he recognize, at two, you recognize your name. Is he associating himself to it already? Not necessarily. He just said he likes the pictures. So that's with any book. Yeah, he like love seeing illustrations and nice, vibrant colors and pictures. But he knows that he's on the front of this cover. He knows that's his picture. The older he gets, the more he's going to be interested. How many people really know their story of being born and especially from the perspective of of them being a little bit older and telling that story. Right. Okay. I have to ask, this wasn't on my list, but as far as his parents go, how did they feel about having a book written about their son? Oh, they were excited. They knew I was writing it. I never let them see what I was actually writing. They just knew that I was writing a book about Imari. So they was actually excited. They also are on the back of the book, the parents and a picture of Imari sitting together because the book is dedicated to them. 
Cool. So, the new grandson or grandchild, Amari's sibling then? Yes. Yes. His name oh. is Kai. <laughs> what is it again? I'm sorry. Kai. K-H-A-I. Kai. Nice. I like that. So there's probably going to be a second book about the two of them? Um, at some point, I've actually started the second prior to Kai being born. Again, you you watch your grandkids. I think you mentioned it. You said how many people may have seen your children do things and you think, oh, my goodness, this would be a funny book. Who actually have decided to move forward with it? That's me, because my grandson, Imari, is always losing the left sock. Oh, that's always. funny. Okay, so it it will continue to be conversations with Imari. So like this one is conversation with Imari. What is Imari really saying? The second book will be conversations with Imari. Where is my left sock? (laughs) I love that. This is so good. (laughs) So then you can keep the series going. Conversations with Imari. Meet Kai. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a really important point too. And if you're going into it to sell multiple books, there's a there's a different process that you go about and a different kind of line of thinking. And when you're trying to produce something that is like sentimental and will reach just a very specific group of people, then you get it out there, you make sure that friends and family know about it and it gets it starts to spread by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And so far I think I've may have sold maybe a hundred books and I would love to sell more. But honestly, when I was writing the book, it was more about the, the joy, the dedication to the parents, the joy that Imari brought me that I wouldn't be disappointed if I didn't reap back the amount that I put out. I would love to. So I would love to, but I wouldn't be disappointed. Honestly, Donna, it's still a pretty new book. It's that, yeah, yeah, for a hundred copies, that's really actually not too bad. One of the things that I think authors go to next is getting into the schools and talking to daycares and kindergartners and groups like that. So is that something that you've thought about doing next? Yes, I'm, I'm definitely open to ideas of how to get my books out there. I want to see about getting that children's hospital, maybe, and reading not only my book, but other books to kids. Again, children are my passion. Imari's father, at the age of eight, had open heart surgery. I always, after experiencing what he had to go through, just always wanted to give back. And we have done a lot of things for Children's Hospital, St. Jude, a lot of donations. And I just know when parents up there, how scary it can be for both parents and children. And just having somebody up there with you to read to you, to love up on you. I know COVID may be messing that up a little bit, but I'm definitely going to reach out to children just to see if I could get on their volunteer list to read to them and definitely read to them as an author now, read my own book. I think most authors find as they read their own books, it's really rewarding to see the kids respond to your book and to have the parents connect with maybe the character, maybe the situation, maybe the parents in the story. But to see that connection is really very powerful, which is right along which you already are. You're already an encourager. So that fits your book perfectly. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. 
five years from now, ideally, what would be your plan as an author for you? Five years from now, I would to like to maybe be on conversations with Imaris to have maybe produced five because I've already written the second one um, to have five books under there. I would even love for it to can turn into a cartoon or something, conversations with Imari. Um, but also I have, prior to writing a children's book, I have another book that I started and it's been sitting on the shelf for a very long time because, and that book is to encourage people, again, it's to encourage people. The name is When the Next Step to Take is Unknown. When you when you come across times that you don't know which step to take, which way to turn, things have gotten, you have fallen, but you got back up. You're not sure which step to take. And I guess I've been, this one been sitting on a shelf for a very long time because I have came to those crossroads where I didn't know what step to take or what road to take. So I maybe discouraged myself. Because I'm like, how are you getting ready to try to encourage someone to take the next step when you yourself don't know what step to take? And and then speaking with a good friend of mine who I did a podcast with her, that's the story. It's I'm looking for an ending to the story. Not every story has an ending. It's another book. It's book two. Hopefully in five years, that book will have been <laughs> written as well. This sounds like a commitment to me. Was that the commitment right there? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, think, I think as you're easing into being an author too, I think it will give you uh, more confidence to put some things out. It's, it's more personal than writing a kid's book because it's directly related to you specifically and not Imari. But I think there would be a lot of power in having both and being able to reach out to the adults and the kids as well. Yeah. The kids book was easy when you, and I went for the adult book. I'm passionate about that too, but the kids book was, was easy to do. You know, it was just watching him and journaling and just being excited about his life, the things that he do. It's just, it was just a joy to watch, a joy to write down. And it's something that now he can have for forever. Yeah. Is there anything that you hope that parents get out of your book when they spend time reading this book with their kids? Just, I guess, humor. That was the point behind the book. So just to have fun with their own interpretations, basically, of what a, a, a child is saying. So honestly, I think it's for all age groups because it's an adult interpretation about a child. Yeah. And I love the fact that he has some feistiness. The parents will love that too. Uh, <laughs> Donna, where's the best place for people to find you and your book? Okay. So they can find the book, Conversations with Imari. What is Imari really saying? Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. They can find me on Instagram at to be prosperous, to be prosperous, as well as a message to inspire. So I just uh, created another Instagram and message to inspire because that's my website. My website is being created that would be around about my book. And on that website, I will do blogs, encouraging messages each week. And so it will also be a place where I will be presenting my next book. So a message 
the number two, A-M-E-S-A-G-E, number two, Inspire. That's on Instagram. And also to be prosperous on Instagram as well. I'm excited because I know that you've got this second book just almost wrapped up in your head. And if you're pumping out five more books, that means that we have a lot to look forward to in the future from you. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time today, Donna. I appreciate it. Thank you so very much.